Hello, this is Bayon Talks, which is a podcast that provides insights from real estate professionals, thought leaders and deal makers in the sector. For our 10th episode, we have the impressive Elisa Shellglover, who is the director of Dasha Real Estate, which is one of the most trusted real estate agencies in Dubai, with a focus on providing high quality service to investors and buyers in the region. In this episode, we'll be discussing her extraordinary journey within real estate, her success within the competitive Dubai market and how she's navigating her business in this new normal. I'm Johnny Engeli and I'd love to introduce Elisa Shellglover. And again, good morning to yourself, Elisa. So um, for the last, I'll say last now 10 weeks, I've had the pleasure of you know speaking to everyone uh, in the property and real estate uh, se- sector uh, from different uh, countries, um, understanding their perspectives. But I haven't had anyone from you know the Middle East or the UAE, so I thought it would be amazing to, to speak to yourself today and obviously understand your journey. But before we get into any of that, um, you know, who are you and uh, what is it you do? Okay, so hi, Johnny. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Uh, it's great to Thank connect uh, with somebody all the way from UK. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so my name is Elisa Shaglova. Like Johnny said, I've been in Dubai for over 25 years now. Uh, I'm originally from mm-hmm. Russia, but uh, from a very young age, I was based here. And yes, Dubai, mm-hmm. United Arab Emirates is part of the Middle East. But honestly, when you come here, all the perceptions mm-hmm. that you have of Middle East just completely disappear mm-hmm. because it's more like a Las Vegas of a Middle East, you can say. <laughs> so it's a very mm-hmm. open place. Dubai, very open-minded. Mm-hmm. It has uh, amazing infrastructure, amazing facilities. Mm-hmm. And there's so many people from all over the world here. So, uh, yeah, it totally doesn't um, seem like the place a lot of UK newspapers, uh, you know, portray it to be. So mm-hmm. in terms of the company, Dacia Real Estate has been mm-hmm. established in 2004. So almost 16 mm-hmm. years now. Uh, initially by my mother. I was in university Mm -hmm. at that time in Canada and uh, Mm -hmm. it was super successful between 2004 to 2008. That's when the market was Mm -hmm. booming and people were just Mm -hmm. buying whole buildings. We had islands here. It's called the World Islands, Mm -hmm. kind of like Maldives. Mm -hmm. So it was really huge investors. And then in 2008, Mm -hmm. the financial crisis hit. And this was the time when I graduated from university and I came back to Dubai uh, to join my mother, who at that time was, Mm -hmm. like I said, we were going through the crisis. She kind of stepped back and just let me take the lead. So uh, this is why for me going through this crisis is uh, very familiar, although, of course, this crisis is totally different from 2008 because we have a pandemic involved as well. But... um, I remember how, how the market was doing during that time and how we managed to recover, grow, and become super successful. Amazing, amazing. Um, I'm, I most definitely want to, to go into the, uh, the, 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 the details of you know, what you, you know, learned from the, the OIC crash and how you're adapting mm-hmm. Uh, to to where we are at the moment but you know before we delve into that so you said you know you're you're again your your mother set up the company you were studying at the time did you go straight into real uh, real estate from there were you studying real estate (laughs) tell me about well that's kind of uh, interesting story because I always wanted to be a doctor so uh, the way it works Mm. in uh, America and in Canada you first have to do an undergraduate degree 
in science or something like that. And then you go to be a doctor. So I spent uh, almost five years um, studying dietetics and human nutrition as my uh, undergraduate to be a doctor. But then uh, five years of studying, honestly, is a lot uh, being away from your family. And I I decided that uh, I did not want to proceed to be a doctor anymore because it's another 10 years of studying. Uh, by the way, I had amazing grades. I did extremely well. I could have been a doctor, but I decided to come back uh, to Dubai. And, and uh, I was uh, looking at the opportunities to potentially open a business uh, to do with nutrition. Um, but because we had this business running, I decided to give it a go. And um, mm-hmm. it, 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 it just went well. In 2008, during my summer break, I came to Dubai when the market was uh, peaking and I worked with my mother mm-hmm. and I managed to sell expensive mm-hmm. properties and make like good amounts of money. And I realized that's where the mm-hmm. potential is to become wealthy, to become successful. So it's <laughs> amazing. And, and, <laughs> and this sense, is why yeah. when we recruit people and they ask me if I'm not from a real estate background, uh, can I become a real estate mm-hmm. broker? And the answer is absolutely yes. As long as you're hardworking, you have the drive, you have, you know, a head on your shoulders, you can definitely become successful here. Mm-hmm. No, no, I completely agree. I think um, the misconception for people is that, um, you know, to get involved in property, I either have to have studied it or I have to have some experience before I get involved but like you said or even if we look at your experience and other people that have jumped on the 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 podcast the majority of them if not all of them they were doing something else or they were going to be lawyers doctors uh some of them were going to become Mm, journalists and ended up moving into into real estate which is which is fantastic and I'm I'm glad you highlighted (laughs) that and um what I find fascinating about yourself is not only the fact that you were able to operate in a very difficult market, because uh, for those who don't know, many people who listen to this are you know, professionals like us, so we're aware of the international uh, landscape. But, you know, Dubai was hit quite, I think, was hit as hard as probably London or even worse in the 08 crash. Um, but again, you guys did very, very well. So if we were to talk about the, you know, your business, you know, what is it you guys do? Uh, how do you guys operate? So for those who potentially want to go and operate in Dubai and be partnered with a you know, a brokerage like yourself to, to help them. Okay, so Johnny, this is the key word. We are a brokerage. So we are an in-between mm-hmm. uh, sellers, individual owners mm-hmm. and uh, developers. Mm-hmm. And we sell to individuals mm-hmm. as well as rent. So we're not a developer mm-hmm. and we're not uh, an agency that solely concentrates on off-plan sales. So we do both. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we sell mm-hmm. pro- ready properties to clients and we rent properties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And um, for, for those who, you know, for, for those in the UK, that's the, you know, new yeah. builds and what, what we call, which is the exactly. sales in here. Uh, and that's the secondary <laughs> market just for those who are like, that? Uh, that's what that is. And that's fantastic. And what would you say is your, you know, you've been in Dubai now, well, you've been operating actively between, you know, the last mm-hmm. 20 or so years. Um, how have you seen the change from, you know, when you first went in and it was effectively yeah. a desert uh, and now this, this utopia of business and real estate and, you know, uh, travel and tourism, which mm-hmm. is amazing to show, just to see how, you know, the transition and shuts, well, I believe in a very, very short period of time, but from a real estate perspective and, you know, business, et cetera, how, how have you seen the, 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 the market change? Uh, this is why I'm so passionate about Dubai because I've seen it in front of my eyes changing from a desert from nothing here to becoming this 
stunning city. I'm sure you've seen photographs. Every time I go to Dubai Marine or I go to downtown and see Burj Khalifa, I'm amazed till now, even though I, I see it so often. So for me, it just showed how, uh, uh, how the government is willing to invest money into the land, how the government is willing to invest money into people's safety, etc. So from a real estate perspective, I just see so many opportunities for, for people all over the world. And that's a lot of people from all over uh, the world invest here because of the safety aspect mm -hmm. and because of the growth we've seen mm -hmm. in terms of um, mm -hmm. uh, property appreciation prices and uh, rental returns, because you can still get uh, between six mm -hmm. to 7% rental return here tax-free. And in some instances, even up to 10% mm -hmm. annually, which is a really, really good uh, rental in, uh, return compared to some other major cities. Amazing. No, that's, that, that is correct there. And especially on the safety of the last time I, had the luxury of traveling was the <laughs> was uh, last year actually and that was actually in Dubai and I, it was fascinating to see um, you know just just the growth and how actually how safe um, you know the many parts of Dubai are. it's actually I I believe many Dubai is actually more safe than even certain oh parts Dubai of is totally London, which, safe which is it's safe in any part yeah. and very clean I'm sure you've noticed. Uh, you feel uh, yeah. the customer service here is amazing. Uh, the weather here is amazing most mm -hmm. of the time. A lot of people say, how do you survive mm -hmm. the summer? But because there's air conditioning everywhere, mm -hmm. you do not really feel the heat. Yes, of mm -hmm. course, it might not be ideal to yeah. go to the beach. It will be too hot, although you can still go. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. But when it's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, autumn, winter, it's just amazing here. Mm -hmm. Of course. And... Um... If we were to mm -hmm. shift the question, you know, the, the conversation back to yourself about, um, let's say, your, your journey in real estate, one thing that, you know, I've seen is, you know, well, in, in the UK, and you can tell me if it's the same in Dubai, is that there is a, whether it's companies or individuals who are looking to get involved in real estate, there's a massive turnover uh, of mm -hmm. people who come in, you know, looking to, for a dream to, to do very well. And uh, later on down the line, they, they, they choose to leave. But for someone like yourself who has been in the business over a decade and continues to to do well what would you say are the the key elements um that have enabled you to you know do well in a very competitive market because you guys have quite a lot of brokerages there and real estate professionals um how you know how yeah. have you yourself and also the firm been able to continuously okay to, so to you're well? totally right the turnover here is also uh, quite high a lot of people ask how can i get into real mm -hmm. estate you can get into real estate very easily, but the question is, how are you going to stay in the industry and do well? So for me, uh, how I managed, I always thought outside the box. I always tried to differentiate myself from the other people in the industry. And of course, of course, be knowledgeable about the pro uh, products that I was selling, uh, be very professional and be very honest to my clients. That's the regular ethics of the job, I'm sure. But in Dubai, when people come and go, sometimes these ethics, uh, you know, get broken. So for me, because this is my home and I've lived here all, most of my life, I always remained honest. I would never lie to a client or paint a, a, a prettier picture than it really was. And, and I always marketed myself in a different way. One of the examples, which sounds very simple now, but back in 2009, I was the first person to put my photo on my email signature strip. And that added such a personal mm -hmm. touch. And when people received my email, like, you know, like marketing email, they saw my photo. Uh, I, I used mm -hmm. to get such a good response from people as compared to other agents who weren't doing that. 
and then you will know, I, I noticed afterwards a lot of the agents in the market started doing the same thing because it worked that's one thing uh right now that's back in 2009 right now social media so few agents in Dubai are doing it right now because they're scared to go in the front of the camera, etc. But people who are doing it well, who are on Instagram and LinkedIn, they're getting so many clients and they're building an image for themselves, a trustworthy image that when a client is choosing an agent, they will probably contact the person they can Google and see all the articles they wrote on LinkedIn or see what they do on social media versus somebody they cannot find any information about. So this is how you, yeah, this is how you differentiate yourself amongst so many. And, uh, you know, yes, there's, let's say there's 10,000 agents in Dubai, but there's probably only a thousand who are so good, who, who stand out, etc. cetera. Uh, yeah. In terms of, in, in terms of staying in the industry, how you can remain successful, uh, real estate is not easy, as I'm sure you know. A lot of people think that they can get into the industry for a quick buck, that it's easy money, but it's so far from that. Maybe it used to be like that back in 2007, 2008, prior to the crisis. But right now, it's hard work. The people who do well are the ones who you know, come into the industry. They're working from 9 in the morning to 10 in the evening. They're really studying. They're calling. They're smashing their phone, etc., so it's just, it, it's hard work, but mm. if you persevere uh, and you invest in self-development, you will definitely do well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I completely agree there. And uh, no, 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 I completely agree with everything you say, you know, in, in regards to, you know, first mm-hmm. social media um, and, you know, creating that uh, credibility, um, you know, because one of the things that I've seen, especially in the UK as, as well, is many of the traditional agents or brokerages, um, they've shied away from it. They said, oh, no, this is how we've done business in the past and that's how it's going to continue. Uh, and clearly mm-hmm. because of this lockdown as well, it's shown that you can't always do business how you've always done it. Sometimes you've got to adapt. And two, you know, social media is a way of, you know, educating people potentially, sort of, you, know, you know, for you and I, how we've connected was through social media. I've been following you for the okay. last, I would say, six months. Uh, and only now, you know, have we connected. But I've also loved the content that you put out there. It's been, you know, news about, um, you know, real estate in Dubai and internationally and how that collaborates and also the new changes as well, which you're more than happy for you to go into uh, later. Um, and But also, you know, showing a bit about yourself, uh, which is important. So um, why, if I was, you know, we've actually asked this question in regards to why you don't feel people... Uh, are putting themselves out there on social media but what inspired you to use social media mm-hmm. so much you know you've got a strong following mm-hmm. of around 12,000 people you know what do you want to let's say buck the trend and put a lot of energy all right into, into so uh, first uh, th- the way I do my social media like you said I put a bit of a personal touch there because a lot of brokers do social media wrong they open up an, a, a page let's say Dubai luxury properties and all they do is post pictures of properties mm-hmm. but this really gives no value to mm-hmm. the person watching because they might as well open a classified ad and look at those pictures this is why I think social media is about being mm-hmm. personable, about being yourself and connecting with people. Just how I go back to putting the picture on my uh, signature page. So this is why I decided not to have two separate mm-hmm. pages for my work and my personal life. I decided to kind of join the two 
and this is what people really like in my opinion they like to see like what i do in my spare time and of course they like to to have the industry updates so this is what i would recommend to brokers uh, to do who are interested in social media and of course i will not post anything like partying or drinking or anything like that it's very little of my personal life and more focus on real estate all right so how i went into it uh, mm-hmm. around two years ago, I was, mm-hmm. uh, my, my social media was private. I never posted anything. And then I met, um, uh, Spencer Lodge. I talk about him often. I don't know if you've seen him. He's basically a sales training coach in Dubai, um, a business, a business development coach, etc. And he came to our office and he's very active mm-hmm. on social media. Now he gets so much business from social media. He told me, Alicia, why are you not on social media? And he just inspired me to do it. I listened to him. I took action. And this is what a lot of people don't do. They listen to all the advice I give them or mm-hmm. you give them, whatever. It goes mm-hmm. into one year and out of the other. They don't take action. But people who take action are the ones who succeed. So I took action. And I got such an amazing um, feedback from everything I was doing. Like you said, my following was increasing. Uh, when I used to go out to like an event, broker's mm-hmm. event or somewhere, people would be like, oh my God, that's Alicia from Instagram. Mm-hmm. And this is when I knew it was working. And mm-hmm. what happened, because it's, it's not about me, it's about my mm-hmm. company, people would say it's Alicia from Dacia. So by mm-hmm. building my own personal brand, at the same mm-hmm. time, I was pushing my company brand. Mm-hmm. So uh, that worked really well. It, it worked very well for recruitment because people see what I can deliver. People see that I have, I have knowledge to share. People see that I'm a good person. So in terms of um, growth for the company, it was, it, it was really, really good. Amazing, amazing. And in regards to you know, your social media there, do you have a social media plan or do you, you know, post as and when based on maybe events that are happening or situations that are, are presenting itself in Dubai? Or do you, you know, just, just have a plan of today, <laughs> we're going to post this at uh, this time. Honestly, and I'm not the best person to talk uh, to about this because yes, people will tell you the more you post yeah. on social media, the better. Do at least one post a day, uh, sometimes three posts a day, the more the merrier. But it is tough work. As you said, it takes up a lot of time. Mm-hmm. But I also have a business to run, which I'm very hands-on. I'm a mother. You know, I have Mm -hmm. a household. I have whatever, Mm -hmm. my family to feed. Mm -hmm. So I I do not have that much time. So in the ideal world, yes, one post per day, Mm -hmm. even more. I do, whenever I feel inspired, I write a post. But I'm very active in my stories. Like, there's never a day when I I don't put something in my stories, which I think also helps. Um, But if I was Mm -hmm. to give advice, for sure, I would say, try to do a post a day and think of your target audience. Who are you trying mm-hmm. to benefit? Because if you're, because I'm not a broker, right? Now I'm a manager of the mm-hmm. company. So what I'm trying to do is build my company brand and recruit. Mm-hmm. While if you are a broker, you have to have a different strategy. Mm-hmm. You need to talk about your community. You need to, you know, mm-hmm. push your good deals in the community. Uh, I don't know, talk about a new restaurant that's open, etc. So the, the approach would be a bit different. And what I would advise is to follow the, the good mm-hmm. people in the industry, maybe within your area or internationally, and be inspired by those people. Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing. And one of the things that you, you, know, you, you brought up, and I think that's very, very interesting, is the fact that you're doing all of this, um, you know, you're managing your business, growing um, the agents that are on board, you know, working with them to get more properties on board, and obviously look after the clients in, the, in a way that you've done it uh, so you know you can continue to, to, to grow the brand and, and help their experience but you're doing all of this whilst being you know a, a mother and, and, and juggling that and one of the things that 
you know, from the previous, we've had a previous guest uh, who some of them are mothers as well and, and women in the business. And one thing in the UK, at least, is um, representation hasn't been the best in the past, uh, but that's slowly improving. Uh, in uh, Dubai, however, it seems like that's a little bit different in regards to representation uh, for uh, female uh, brokers and the fact that you guys are doing extremely successful there. Uh, why would you say, or what are your thoughts on the differences that, let's say, more mature markets like, you know, uh, the UK, Do you mean like, by from, uh, representation that the real estate industry is more dominated by males? Or, all right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. In the yeah. UK, that's that's a lot of the people ask me that question. How do you succeed as a woman in the male-dominated industry? Because it's also male-dominated industry in Dubai, but I don't know, maybe not to the same extent as in UK. Uh, I feel like being a woman in Dubai can actually be an advantage. Um, Firstly, women think a bit differently mm -hmm. than men. You know, they have like a different kind of intuition. Maybe they build uh, a different rapport with other clients. But most importantly, what I can say is that uh, women mm -hmm. can be as good as men when it comes to doing this job. Our top performer for the past five years is a woman. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you follow her, Jade Morris. She does exceptionally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she does so, so, so well. I do. Um, <laughs> So I really think there should be no difference mm -hmm. between men and, and women. And from my experience, our company is, uh, like I would say, half-half mm -hmm. or whatever. And uh, everybody has their advantages and, mm -hmm. I, like, how can I say, good characteristics and bad characteristics. But we are all equally capable. In terms of mm -hmm. Dubai, why I think women might have more time to work mm -hmm. hard is because almost every household in Dubai has a helper. Mm -hmm. You know, here, like, you know, having a... A house help, mm -hmm. a cleaner, whatever is very affordable, and every person with a with a child has like a nanny mm -hmm. or somebody to help out. So I think that really helps for working mothers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amazing, amazing. And uh, in you know, in relation to uh, massive action, that's mm -hmm. the last thing that's been screaming in my head that you've 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 been saying throughout this conversation, and. Um, Again, I completely agree, you know, whether, you know, you're a woman or a man, if you don't listen to the advice provided to you and then you go out there and, and take that massive action, you're kind of, you know, you're in a situation where mm -hmm. you can't uh, really progress. Um, in Dubai, per se, where, and again, if, if I'm incorrect, um, uh, correct me on this one, you know, here in the UK, um, you know, brokers receive, let's say, a, a retainer uh, for working under a, a under a brokerage and then mm -hmm. they will receive yeah. a small amount of commission because you know yeah. here mm -hmm. <laughs> in the UK people like a steady income <laughs> um, but in the likes of the US and I know some brokerages in Dubai where it is let's say more commission dr uh, driven um, it is um, it does come down to, to massive action, but doing it ethically, like you said. Uh, every um, company in Dubai, the, the like I would say most of brokerages are commission-based only. No broker gets uh, a basic salary. However, the mm -hmm. company provides residency visa, uh, training, mm -hmm. uh, desk, all the advertising costs, which in Dubai cost a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and the brokers get 50% mm -hmm. of the commission that is brought to the company. So, so yeah, so it's 50-50. And uh, mm -hmm. if you don't work hard, if you don't close deals, you don't earn. So, of course, everybody is, mm -hmm. is driven. But the amazing thing, like I said, amazing. your earning capacity is mm -hmm. totally in your hands. The harder you work, the more you invest in yourself, the more you will earn. Mm -hmm. And like you can earn unbelievable amounts of money here, tax-free, mm -hmm. like 200, 300,000 pounds in your pocket per year, mm -hmm. which is a lot of money, as long as you work hard. Mm -hmm. 
and work for the right company, I should add. Of course, of course. And what <laughs> and work for the right company, I was about to say that. <laughs> and uh, and um, in your eyes, you know, as you're growing your, your brokerage, well, first question is what makes a successful you know broker on your team you know like, like jade and what is it you okay so what makes a good broker uh, somebody who is very proactive somebody who is money hungry who knows what they want who is ready to take action who is ready to improve on their skills and who listens like people who listen to the managers in our company to me etc and and take action they do well people who don't honestly they struggle so that's what makes a good broker. Of course, you have to have very good uh, negotiation skills, interpersonal skills, you know, basics of the job, be presentable. But it comes down to really wanting it, really wanting the money and being hungry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And uh, what is it uh, that you're looking for in, yeah. in, in, in new hires? So that's what makes a, a great agent. But w- what is it that you guys are, are looking for, for, let's say, the new type of hires that you will need uh, yeah. to, to, to do so, well, this, um, this new It's very interesting. In. Some of our top yeah. brokers joined us with no real estate experience. While we have some brokers who mm-hmm. had a lot of real estate experience mm-hmm. in UK or even in Dubai and they don't succeed. So what we, yeah, so it, it really mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you have past mm-hmm. real estate experience, it's not a guarantee that you will succeed in Dubai. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what we look for is enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. When a person comes to an interview and they're ve- very bubbly, very talkative mm-hmm. and very likable, straight away that's a huge plus point because mm-hmm. then I know I can train mm-hmm. that person to, to do the, you know, the basics mm-hmm. of the job of a real estate broker, but it's very difficult to teach a person charisma. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you, you're in a customer-oriented yes. job, right? You're dealing with clients. As long as you're charismatic, all the knowledge w- will come with it. And so many like people that we hired who were charismatic did super mm-hmm. well. What's very important is not to be lazy. Some people who become lazy, they, they, they fail. Um, competitive, the competitive people, because they see obviously figures on the board and they want to be the mm-hmm. top. And they just, you know, when's the last day of the month and they see that somebody is above mm-hmm. them by like 2,000 dirhams or whatever, they will do everything in their power to, to get that 2,000 just to, mm-hmm. to beat them. I know a lot of companies, good companies in Dubai, are looking for athletes, mm-hmm. ex athletes, because of this competitive streak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I. <laughs> you, you make a very and, and I was actually leading into into that question, so I'm glad you brought that up. Is is the athlete element? I you know if now some agencies are are looking for you know ex ex sports people uh, in there because again it's that competitive edge. You again you need to be professional. You need to be uh, you know charismatic as all you said, but you, that that edge of you know at the end of the day. Um, you know, you do need to be able to, to do the numbers while still providing that service to, to the customers and being ethical mm-hmm. as well. So I'm really glad that you, you brought that up. And, you know, with the the changes that we're now, you know, we've now felt or we're now experiencing as a as a result of um, COVID-19, it's even much more of an importance for, for a broker. And, you know, on your end in Dubai, um, how you know how are you finding the market at the moment? Is it you know is there still activity? You know, what conversations are you having with you know developers, sellers at the moment, but also um, you know potential you know buyers? Mm-hmm. 
from from your broker what are you hearing from your brokers more yes yeah. like so uh, yourself, March like business was as usual side. and in April we had a full lockdown so people could not go anywhere mm-hmm. apart from supermarket and pharmacy mm-hmm. so I'll be honest in April it was challenging to keep the morale mm-hmm. high because agents were you know cl- locked in their apartments mm-hmm. they could not do viewings uh but what i was telling them is that they really need to work on the Mm -hmm. pipeline for the time the lockdown will be lifted and i really did not expect the lockdown to be Mm -hmm. lifted in may like that quickly Mm -hmm. and i'm really glad the government did it because it opened up so many doors uh, you know Mm -hmm. for business to continue uh but having said that in april when we Mm -hmm. were under a full lockdown uh, people still managed to do deals via virtual tours we had you know videos done um Mm -hmm. People who lived within the same buildings or within the same communities still managed to go and view the properties and, and rent them. Uh, sales, of course, uh, was more challenging, but rentals still happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was April. But as soon as the lockdown was mm-hmm. eased, you would not believe what we've experienced. The number of leads mm-hmm. like piked so high. People were desperate to move from smaller apartments to villas. Mm-hmm. People started buying their dream homes because prices uh, decreased a little bit. Mm-hmm. So now uh, May has been such an active month. Uh, it, mm-hmm. It's like that for us and for other big companies. I, I'm really seeing it. They're, mm-hmm. they're selling very expensive villas, uh, renting a lot of, uh, of villas as well, villas as houses, mm-hmm. uh, because people want bigger spaces. Uh, so, uh, mm-hmm. yes, people are expecting the prices mm-hmm to fall over the next six months with job losses, etc. But for us as brokers, we're just in between and, and we're seeing the demand, which for mm-hmm. me is the most positive sign. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And um, I read uh, in a article at the beginning uh, of the lockdown that, you know, transactions globally were similar levels or similar volumes, um, in the, at least in the residential side, um showing resemblance to you know oh eight oh oh nine a market that you 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 walked into and 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 did very well in um you know for um you know listeners some of them haven't uh operated that market or some of them mm-hmm. you know did okay but now this is a slightly different um but what advice would you, you know well, less advice but what did you do to continue you know deal flow and ensure mm-hmm that you know you still were able to do the numbers on the board as you say but still offer you know a, a good good service uh, to the buyers or the, the the renters that were coming into your business at that time all right from a so let's talk about rentals first because that's the simplest uh, people will always need a house to live uh, i think the rental market mm-hmm. will always continue mm-hmm. the only thing agents need right now is uh, strong negotiation mm-hmm. skills and uh, knowledge in order to present it to the landlord, to present facts mm-hmm. and numbers to the landlord and the tenant. So right now mm-hmm. we're having offers, but the agents are not able to convince mm-hmm. the landlords, let's say, to take a lower price because it's a shock to them. It's been only a month, right, since the prices fell. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Uh, negotiation skills are important but the rentals will always continue even back in 2008-2009 like I said prices fell but that was just smooth sailing rentals happen Mm -hmm. the difference between 2008 and Mm -hmm. now for the Dubai Mm -hmm. market uh, most of the Dubai property market back in the day was off plan Mm -hmm. like you said I don't know what did you say it's called (laughs) in UK Mm -hmm. new homes (laughs) Yeah, so, so basically developers were building exactly. a lot of um, projects and some of it was just still a plot of land. There was no- nothing built. And when the crisis mm-hmm. hit, 
developers didn't have money to continue building those projects. Mm -hmm. So that was a totally different uh, problem than we have now when the, when the projects are ready. So back in 2009, what we mm -hmm. focused on was problem solving mm -hmm. for these clients. The clients had money stuck in those uh, unfinished projects. Mm -hmm. So what a lot of agents did to make money is something called consolidation. Mm -hmm. So if a person had a full floor of apartments in a certain building, they would mm -hmm. consolidate their units either into one apartment or into an apartment in a ready building by the same developer, if that makes sense. So what you can do now in this market is mm -hmm. think of what yes. problems your clients are facing and solve those problems. So this, this is my advice. Mm -hmm. But in terms of buying, look, mm -hmm. banks are still lending. Interest rates are low. If a client mm -hmm. is secure in their job, because there's still industries that are, that are doing well mm -hmm. and, they, and the people have secure jobs. Now, a lot of people who are wealthy are looking mm -hmm. at these amazing houses that have dropped in price significantly and they're looking to buy. So if you're in a brokerage mm -hmm. business, I think as long as you work hard, you're going mm -hmm. to make your money for sure. Amazing, and I'm 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 glad that you you know you touched upon the the fact that there are still some industries that are doing amazing. You know, uh, the healthcare industry, you know, providers they are doing what uh, amazing as well. Logistics are doing well as as well in some some countries, uh, and then there's obviously industries in 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 the UAE and also Dubai that are doing amazing. Um, have you seen a change in the types of buyers that you know you were dealing with post or pro uh, prior uh, to lockdown and now? You know, the, the, the inquiries well I think in. it's has, has a little the, bit the, early the to talk about it now because it's and... only been two months but for example pilots uh, we had mm. a lot of pilot buyers they mm. have very good salary packages here with Emirates mm. etc but now obviously that their jobs are a bit uncertain with all this happening the, the pilots mm. now are waiting to see if they want to buy or not depending on their job security mm. but it's not that they don't want to buy anymore they're just mm. waiting for what will happen in the next mm. few months so this is why I think uh, we will see more changes within like six mm -hmm. months or so. Now I feel like it's a bit early. People who might lose their jobs still haven't lost their jobs or vice versa. Maybe things will become better all, all of a sudden. You never know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you there. And, and one of the things that I find you know, again, it's a difficult situation to be in. I think we'll both agree for the overall economy because there's going to be job losses. But from a real estate perspective, there, there is going to be quite a few opportunities that will present itself. And, you know, from, from your company's perspective, from your brokerage perspective, um, you're one of the, one, from, from my knowledge, one of the few uh, agencies or brokerages that are very, very good yeah. at the that's what we call the yeah. resale market or the secondary market. So those are not new builds. Um, how how have you seen that 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 market um, you know performing? Is it very similar again, like you said, and uh, with the you know inquiries are coming in, but you know people are looking at uh, let's say maybe larger homes, um, or is it? Um, uh, we really uh, focus, like you said, on the secondary market. The and what I've seen with the agencies here who were focusing more on the off-plan yeah. market, developer stuff, they're actually also mm -hmm. switching to secondary market because mm -hmm. obviously the houses are ready. A lot of the times the prices mm -hmm. of secondary market are lower than the mm -hmm. developer stock. So um, definitely the, for us, mm -hmm. that's where we specialize in and that's where mm -hmm. we see most transactions in, in, the, in the secondary market. Mm -hmm. 
And like I said, people are moving to bigger spaces. People now want a garden. They're ready to even go further out into the desert, you know, further away from the Dubai Marina, etc., just to have larger space and to, to have a terrace or a garden. Amazing, amazing. And um, one issue that we're having here in the, well, we had in the UK, I don't know if it's the same for, um, for, for Dubai, but I always like to make the, 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 the comparisons because again we have a lot of uh, listeners from the US and also UK who um, might have thought about maybe doing business in Dubai maybe investing in Dubai maybe buying a home there but they didn't mm -hmm. you know understand the the, the the terminology difference some of them do some of them don't um, but one yeah. of the issues we've had here um, is valuation so you know uh, mm -hmm. appraising a, a property because you can't physically go in or <laughs> you can't see uh, maybe you know someone did buy a uh, an off-plan unit but they made changes so their home may look slightly different to someone else's um how have you have you guys been uh, dealing with those challenges you know when you do so and obviously in april we had the lockdown uh, the, the banks the were accepting we virtual now. valuations or like by pictures or floor plans etc but like i said i think it was only th three weeks or four weeks maximum of a total lockdown but now mm -hmm. valuers are able to go and and see the properties so business as usual mm -hmm. more or less but an interesting thing for transfers, property transfers. Brilliant. Before, we're, before we're still... a buyer and the seller had, or a power of attorney yes, holder, yes. had to be present in Dubai to go to a Dubai Land Department trustee office to do the transfer uh, of ownership. Mm -hmm. uh, during the lockdown, Dubai Land Department mm -hmm. allowed mm -hmm. virtual um, mm -hmm. transfers. So they would call, um, how can I say, they would call the seller on Zoom or whatever, I don't mm -hmm. know what app they used, to make sure that that was the client and they would do the same mm -hmm. thing for the buyer and they would uh, authorize mm -hmm. the transfer virtually, which has never happened in Dubai before, mm -hmm. but it was happening during the lockdown. Mm -hmm. <laughs> amazing. That's amazing. And that shows the, 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 the introduction of technology. I, I, I think globally when it comes to, to real estate you mm -hmm. know, brokerages agencies you know we're very good on the people to people side of the business selling side but we're not always great at using or implementing technology but now since mm -hmm. the, you know the, the lockdown i've seen agents who have been very old school with with, with exactly. technology now you know taking everything um in grasp which is fantastic to see um as as we are you know going into this new normal um, do you see you, you know, again, here we had work from home, again, Zoom calls, etc. Do you, you see, um, you know, the, the buy brokerages and real estate brokers implementing um, technology more in, you know, viewings and to other sides? And, and 100%, like see, things changed um, so much these, in the past these, two these months. Uh, one thing was, uh, let's say, signing documents. We're so used to signing documents in person or scanning mm -hmm. and printing. And now everybody is using DocuSign. Mm -hmm. Of course, Zoom, everybody is using Zoom now and speaking mm -hmm. to their clients via Zoom. Uh, mm -hmm. What else? We started using, um, you know, to deliver, like, I don't know, contracts mm -hmm. and stuff between parties. We have something like an Uber, but it's a bike, like a pizza delivery bike. So they mm -hmm. come, they have this box, they put your parcel in and they deliver it to, you know, mm -hmm. another, another person. Yes. Uh, what else? <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, these transfers. Another yeah. thing Dubai has launched, uh, not Dubai, <laughs> somebody in Dubai, there's an app mm -hmm. called Urban, which basically cuts out the broker totally. Mm -hmm. uh, you can go and view properties without a broker. The lock is kind of like a, mm -hmm. a scan thing. So you scan the code on the lock with your mm -hmm. phone. 
it opens and the client can go and look around the property and then place an offer via the app. So like stuff like that. I don't know if they're doing well or not, but I know this app exists. Oh, wow. and, <laughs> yeah. and are you afraid of a technology like that? You know, as you said, it might look to replace uh, a broker. Or, or, or do you see yourself using a technology like that, maybe for social distancing? Uh, maybe I, I will know. sound naive, um, uh, but I really think that it will be difficult in property to replace a broker. Because obviously property is one of the biggest uh, investments a person will make or even a commitment if you're renting something for a year. So I think people are so used to somebody being there and talking to them about the community, etc. Mm -hmm. I mean, VR tours, you know, with the glasses uh, existed for so long now and I don't see that many people using them. I know America had like mm -hmm. robots that do a virtual tour for you in the property. But I think because mm -hmm. it still hasn't hit off, I really don't see that happening uh, in a long time. I mean, there's some innovations and people mm -hmm. use them, but look, we're still stuck to the old methods for God knows how many years now, right? <laughs> for centuries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I completely agree. The, the the reason I bring it up is, you know, here in the UK they've they've, you know, implemented so many different you know websites mm -hmm. or technologies to try their best to let's say take the the, the broker out and just make it more of a transaction led um, uh, um, operational website or business. And what what's what we've learned here is, you know, you can put a property on a on a website and, and, and list it if you're just an individual, but the selling, the process, again, it's a very an emotional purchase and an emotional sell as well. Having a, a professional in, in between to help manage that process, who knows what they're doing, again, book of clients, et cetera, et cetera, has, all, has actually shown that you know brokers do better than some of these innovations <laughs> when it's just left to the seller and the buyer. It's like calling so a bank I'm, and the machine answers and you really need to speak to the customer the service representative and you can't get through. It's just the machine. How frustrating yeah. is it? Exactly. So I think it's the same thing with property and it would be mm -hmm. even more frustrating. So, so frustrating. I think... Um, <laughs> How can I say? Technology will complement real estate brokers, but I don't think it's going to cut us out. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Of course, I completely agree there. And um, with, um, let's say, uh, sellers and landlords, it's, it's a point mm -hmm. that you made at the, the beginning of this, let's say, the COVID element of this conversation, as you say, it's talks about knowledge and educating um, those, 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 those sellers and also those landlords, because, you know, it's just mm -hmm. been a month, but there's been a massive change or in, in price, uh, in prices for rentals and major sales. So uh, what, you know, what advice would you give to, maybe brokers uh, or how best to communicate uh, in Dubai to, to, to some of their, their clients regarding, you know, why it's best to maybe take these drops in prices and, and, and maybe, you know, a, a, a soundbite for, um, for, for, for any landlords or maybe um, mm -hmm. uh, sellers in Dubai who are like, ah, oh, you know, a month ago I could have received this. But okay, so this. let's talk about why rentals first. Uh, with rentals, uh, what we tell the owners is that, the offers right now are coming in like 20 to 30% uh, below the price that we had, you know, two months ago. So what we tell them that if they don't rent the property now, most at uh, this offer, most likely the property will stay empty for the next month, if not longer. And in the end, they will have to accept the price that we're giving them anyhow, because that will be the new market norm. 
Uh, at the same time, when the property is vacant during these mm-hmm. months, they're still paying service charges mm-hmm. or maintenance charges for the, for the property. So they're, they're losing money. Mm-hmm. And in effect, if we count the discount that we're asking them for, like I said, let's say 20%, it becomes quite minimal that if you count the service charges plus the three months, mm-hmm. the property is vacant. So if they mm-hmm. do the calculations, it actually makes sense to have the property occupied and taken mm-hmm. care of than to keep it on the market. Because if more job losses happen and if people start leaving Dubai, mm-hmm. for sure there's going to be more property, vacant property for some time before the market recovers. Mm-hmm. So, and I think a lot of a lot of landlords are obviously smart people. They're investors. They understand mm-hmm. it, and and they usually do take the offers. Another issue we're facing right now are properties that are already tenanted, and the tenant has lost their job, or you know they're on, on unpaid leave, or mm-hmm. commercial properties where the businesses you know mm-hmm. cannot pay the rent. And this is very important. Mm-hmm. We just try to find the middle ground between the tenant and the landlord, mm-hmm. uh, because obviously l- landlords also maybe have a mortgage to pay. So we cannot let the tenant stay there for free. So usually we just find the middle ground where it makes the tenant feel more comfortable with payments and the landlord mm-hmm. as well. So there's a lot of like humane side to it now. People really understand the difficult situation everybody is in. Mm-hmm. So that's tenants. <laughs> For 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 sellers, it's a bit different, mm-hmm. of course, no, uh, because uh, they're they're selling their investment. I, I would say mm-hmm. that if they don't need the money right now to put it into their business, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of people now are making a lot of money in stocks, etc. If they don't need the money right now, then mm-hmm. don't sell, because uh, mm-hmm. most likely the like the market will always recover, right? Mm-hmm. If it's not in two years and three mm-hmm. years, it will recover and probably go up. So um, if, if the people do not need the money and they don't know where they're going to invest the money in, mm-hmm. then I would say better to sit on the property, have a tenant in and receive income. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, usually sellers have different reasons for selling. If, if they have a better place to invest their money, then, uh, like I said, investors are smart people. They will mm-hmm. make, we will, we will present the offer. Uh, we will present all the offers and it's up to them to make the decision. I would never force anybody to sell or force anybody mm-hmm. to buy unless they're fully comfortable. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, yeah. I, I completely <laughs> agree. I think our job as as uh, mm-hmm. good realtors, as good because uh, you know there, there are the bad ones, and you know they operate how they operate. It's more you know like being a trusted advisor, which you know you are and I am in my field, which is. Again, this is your asset. My job is to, to best help you maximize, you know, what it is your goals is with this asset. So if you, you know, you need the cash and whatever situation you're in, why you need that, uh, whether, like you said, to invest elsewhere, or maybe they, you know, they, they might need it for, for other, uh, other reasons, then of course we can, we can, um, we can best help them whether they want to do it discreetly. So off market and using our book, or if they want to list it using the, you know, the traditional, um, you know, the, 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 the portals. Um, uh, however, um, you know, uh, if, if they're willing to wait it out, like you said, renting, it's good. Um, you know, the rent, you know, the, the traditional rental markets is better um, than, than it's ever been. I, I can say that at least for the UK, and I think it would be strong uh, where you guys are as well. Um, but one of the, you know, especially yeah. in central London, I think certain parts of Dubai, you got, you got the guys got the marina <laughs> as well, which is absolutely gorgeous. Um, Airbnb and bookings.com, you know, <laughs> they're very, very popular yeah. for those types of apartments and those types of apartments in London. 
there's there's now a shift um, <laughs> lack of travel so it's just about you know mm-hmm. sitting down or well you can't sit down with your clients anymore but you know speaking on zoom on the phone and really trying to understand what their needs are and using the you know their, their, their real estate you know uh, as best to help them achieve their goals so i'm com- mm-hmm. in complete agreement with you on, on that side of things and uh, i want to ask you this question actually Lisa, in, in regards to the buyer side so um you know due to you know the market's taking a massive hit mm-hmm. on real estate and also the stocks as well like you pointed out currencies have also taken a massive hit uh, so <laughs> here uh, you know to give you an example here in the uk our, the pound has been absolutely destroyed um so <laughs> absolutely destroyed um so but 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 the benefit for real estate is now uh, mm-hmm. international buyers that were looking at london said oh yeah it's safe but it's a bit too expensive we don't want to look at it now currency they're seeing it as a as a potential uh as a potential playlist in mm-hmm. some cases you know they can get massive discounts up to you know 30 20 percent just from the currency side i, I assume has a, a similar type of uh, may have a similar type of opportunity as well for international investors and buyers uh, if there is could you talk a little bit about that because again we have uh, u.s uh, listeners uh, listeners from other parts of the world as well in Europe. Well, the Dubai, Durham, the UAE, Durham is, is pegged to the dollar. So it doesn't fluctuate. It's actually the opposite. Mm-hmm. So people like, let's say, uh, British people who mm-hmm. bought in Dubai now can sell mm-hmm. their property with a loss. Mm-hmm. But in the end, they're probably getting the same amount of pounds. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because now the pound is mm-hmm. cheaper. So this is what a lot of uh, sellers are doing mm-hmm. right now. They're selling here in Dubai if they want to sell and mm-hmm. perhaps to buy some in UK or in Europe because the euro and the pound has fallen uh, mm-hmm. pegged to the dollar. Uh, but a lot of Europeans are also interested to invest in Dubai because of the safety aspect and because of the taxation. As you know, now taxation in Italy and Spain, it's ridiculous. They're really like squeezing uh, wealthy mm-hmm. people to the max. So a lot of a lot of uh, we have a lot of Italians uh, mm-hmm. coming here just you know to to have their assets mm-hmm. uh, in the country. We do not have that many Americans, uh, but we do have uh, Europeans. A lot of British uh, mm-hmm. uh, invest in Dubai, maybe because mm-hmm. it's closer, maybe because they understand the market better. Uh, so there's opportunity for that. Uh, but in terms of in- investment, if you want to invest yeah. in Dubai. You know what they say, when everybody is selling buy, correct? Mm-hmm. Buy low, sell high. So right now, when, the, when you can get such mm-hmm. amazing deals, you can get some properties yes. 50% below the original price that it was purchased from the developer, which is an amazing deal. And if you look at price per square foot, the price per square meter of properties mm-hmm. in Dubai, it's so much lower mm-hmm. than the major cities in the world. But you get, mm-hmm. like I told you, amazing infrastructure, an amazing city to live in, etc. So um, mm-hmm. for people investing in property, you know, div- diversification is key. It's good mm-hmm. to have properties in different countries, perhaps, uh, and in safe mm-hmm. countries. In terms of currency, mm-hmm. I want to touch base on that. Uh, a lot of people are scared to mm-hmm. keep their money in cash. Mm-hmm. And one of my uh, mm-hmm. very wealthy and smart investors yes. once said to me that he keeps 30 per- mm-hmm. a third of his wealth in cash a third of his wealth in property and a third of his wealth in gold. So like I always, mm-hmm. I always take advice from people who are successful. So mm-hmm. diversify and invest mm-hmm. in what you understand. Like I would never touch stocks because I don't understand anything in it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I am invested in, uh, in gold and mm-hmm. property and in cash. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. 
Because you understand, that's perfect. I'm, I'm, and I'm really, really glad you touched upon, you know, the opportunity for the buy side and also the sell side. Because again, I wasn't aware of that, and I'm, I, I think many people who are not on the ground uh, in Dubai are not aware of, you know, those opportunities uh, presenting themselves. So again, guys, uh, if, if, if you know that, you know, those 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 numbers, those figures sound of interest, you know, feel free to. Yeah, so the answer is just to summarize exactly in Dubai is the low prices right now, very good rent return uh, on the property and of course now potential for capital appreciation as the markets recover. Amazing. And in regards to you know everything we've spoken about today, you know, there's a lot of exciting, exciting stuff. You know, there there are going to be challenges as well in the short term, but again, you know, it's about taking that massive action and and and, and really just, you know, backing yourself and, and doing what needs to be done. Um, what is it that you're you know you're most excited I, I uh, honestly about, just know, hope that things forward. recover and go back to normal. Yeah, although are. many people say that things will never go back to normal. But I surely hope that they will. And I think eventually they will, <laughs> because there will be a treatment or a vaccine. Uh, mm. But what I'm excited for is, uh, first of all, I'm grateful mm. for the fact that I live in Dubai, that we're safe, mm. that the government is taking all these actions to prevent the spread of the disease, but also to keep the businesses running. Uh, and I'm just excited for the fact that uh, brokerages will always have uh, mm -hmm. work, but will, will never be out of business. So I'm just, you know... I'm looking forward for stability again, for people to have their jobs and to be able to help people find their dream homes. Now that's a positive way to end the podcast. Elisa, thank you so much for your time today and such an insightful conversation about the region. I hope you've enjoyed your time with us today and I'm sure we'll be speaking with you again in the near future. That's it for this episode of Bayon Talks. If you have not already subscribed, please subscribe via your usual podcast provider and share with a friend. In the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode and we'll see you again next time.